This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of Let's Talk Adult. I'm Jim Williams and you are here for Smart Sex Talk. And the smartest sex talker that I can think of is my partner in crime. <laughs> the man himself, Mr. Glenn King. Glenn, why don't you give us some opening remarks and please introduce us to our guest today. Greetings, my brother Jim, and to all of our friends and brothers and sisters out there in the world who join us for our podcast each week, uh, those who look to us for information and advice about the world of adult entertainment. Jim, I am so excited. Today is probably the most excited I've ever been about a podcast, and and let me explain why. Uh, Because the whole concept of the podcast originated from this. Uh, A few years ago, AVN, Adult Video News, asked... This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Me to put on some panels uh, for performers and for producers and directors. And I'm talking about not just people in Los Angeles and in the community, inside the bubble that we operate in. I'm talking about mm-hmm. people from all over the country because people need advice uh, If you're in, there's people that are making porn and doing webcam shows and doing content in North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, in Alabama, everywhere around the country and around the world. And so they wanted to hear from real experts. And we put these panels together and we brought in experts and the response was unbelievable. I mean, so many people told me, thank you. Thank you for bringing this to us. We, we just didn't have a place to go for information like this. And we'd been curious and interested for so long. And AVN has had me back every year since then. And then recently we decided to do this podcast and I thought that's what we want to do. That's the message we want to put out there is we want to bring in experts who can give advice to those people that can't just ask somebody that works with them or ask somebody that they already know who may be outside of the bubble that we operate in. And today I want to bring us uh, to an expert in a field that is my field. It's my specialty as well, the world of female domination. And so I'm bringing to you someone who is the person that I believe 
is the queen of the entire universe here, basically. Uh, <laughs> she is the one. And, and I would say it's a tough one. I mean, because I think there are two individuals who I place up at the top of female domination, and that, that's Aiden Starr and our guest, right. Matress Madeline, both of whom have been done just about everything in this business. And when I say that, what I mean is Matress Madeline has been in the business for many years, uh, has been a performer, producer, a director, which are two different things, a producer and director. She's been a professional dominatrix. She's made her own content. She's made a lot of money on the internet and on, uh, in the adult industry. And, and I just have one more thought here, and that is I've seen over and over again now, um, I'll be watching Twitter and I'll see a new dominatrix pop up brand new in the industry and she feels like she's doing great and 30 days later she's dishing out advice to other doms saying hey do this but don't do this <laughs> and it's frustrating for me because i want to see these doms get actual advice from people who have made money and been successful in the industry and with that jim i introduce you and all of our listeners to the one the only wonderful matress madeline Hey! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Wow, Glenn, that was quite the introduction. <laughs> what <you>. a lead up. <laughs> yes. um, you're making me blush over here, and that's very hard to do, dear. I try. Remember, every year, the last <laughs> few years, it's been you and me against each other in the category of best web director. And then every year on Twitter, I tweet and say, if you got to vote, vote for Matress Madeline. She's a lot better director oh. than me. So there you go. <laughs> Darling. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. But I also much respect to you. And I'm just so happy to be here. Thank you to both of you for having me on. And what a great subject to talk about today. Yeah, we have so much to ask you. I know we're not going to be able to fit this all in 40 minutes or so here, but we'll try. Let's just get right into it. Let's just start by telling people where they can find you and where they can interact with you. Uh, yeah, really. Sure, sure. I'll real, real quickly. Um, the best place to find me and follow me is on Twitter and Instagram at Matress, M-M-A-I-T-R-E-S-S-E-M. I post about who I'm shooting with, what I'm doing, uh, talking about my appearances, my activism. And if you want to get really personal with me, you can always become a member of my fan page on OnlyFans.com forward slash Madeline underscore Marlowe. There you go. And can they get custom videos from you these days? Or, or oh, yeah. So, like, I'm, I mean, I'm doing custom films these days, and they can contact me directly on my Twitter. Um, I'm doing film sessions, cam sessions, tech sessions. Everything you could think of. <laughs> so, you know, women these days in this business, it's all about having multiple revenue streams. And if you want that longevity and to get that reach, that's what you need to do. So, yes, please, you can contact me um, directly on Twitter. My email is there. And I do answer um, myself. I'm the actual one that answers that email. Believe it or not, I'm still doing that these days. Are guys starstruck when you talk to them like that? Yes. It's um <laughs> it's, it's funny <laughs> and also proper. I mean absolutely should be star starstruck. I mean there's a lot of emails that I trash, delete, garbage 
you know, it's um, it's a it's a skill that you must learn as a femdom to be able to read between the lines and know when to answer the emails and which emails to engage in and which ones are not. You know, sometimes it is a numbers game. However, you know, having that skill and reading between the lines and knowing what is going to be productive for you and financially productive for you for your business is a is a is a, a, a great skill to hone. Jim, go ahead. Just about every business, I would think. It, it's funny that you. Um, by the way, we're going to put all that information for you down in your uh, um, down in the show box, so people will be able to to take a look at it. Um, you know. Let's talk about the industry and how it's changed. Directors, for the most part, aren't hired anymore. They decide to take, you know, a risk, invest in themselves, create their own content. Uh, why don't you talk about the current direction of content yes. and what you would tell young directors about that? Sure, sure. Um, I mean, as you say, and, and I have to agree with you, like regular directing jobs uh, in the industry are scarce. I mean, like, for instance, when I was hired for Kink, um, those kinds of jobs, people don't just come out at them and say, hey, join this company. You know, it, it's kind of scarce. But honestly, that is not entirely a bad thing. And might, you know, that might, maybe that's not the best goal for for people. So, And let me explain why. So, as I said, I, you know, I was I was offered a full time directing gig for Kink, and I directed with them for eight years. <clears throat> um, that entire time, I was responsible for like uh, releasing. Um, I was responsible for three websites, so I was releasing one forty five to sixty minute movie each week for each website. And you know, and math is not my. I'm a creative artist, so math isn't <laughs> my best subject, but. Roughly in my head, I'm guessing it's about 1,500 movies during my um, my time there, and and these aren't you know short films. These are these are all day productions, you know. So I dedicated my life to making these films after I had already ran a successful independent production business for myself. Okay, so you know I was making clips and being very successful at it. I chose to do it because I did have certain goals in my career that I thought at the time and I knew at the time because of where the industry was at that um, if I took that job it would catapult me to a different I don't know there would be I have more resources at my fingertips you know but what I gave up for that during that time was I out of all those 1500 movies I don't own a single one yeah I don't own a single one of those films. So if you are directing for a company, you are either just getting paid for your skills and or you're, you know, you're giving up part of your art to that company. So what I would say to budding directors, own your films. You will have them for life and you will be able to sell them on any platform you see fit. Your old yeah, I, I just had a friend is in that situation. He's been directing for a, a female domination company for the last uh, 10 years. And mm -hmm. the guy uh, who, who owns the company is kind of ready to get out. But my mm -hmm. friend doesn't, um, he doesn't own any of the content. 
So he asked me to step in and help him negotiate. And it, it's sad that we have to help him to negotiate in yeah. the first place to get the content because it's been all him for, for so many years. And the only thing that the guy has done is provide him with a salary, which salaries are great. But as you point out, it, it's, you know, you're like a farmer. You, 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 build, totally. you, know, you, you plant these things and then you but, can you know, eat, eat on the crops. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. Like My time at Kink was amazing. There, there were so many things I gained from it. I mean, like visibility, obviously, was huge, you know, that's, you know, I can rest on my laurels a lot now based off of, you know, those films that I did and those films that I were in and the men who contact me now for custom films and private cam shows and things like that. But yeah, if I was to talk to, you know, a, a, a budding director, I would say, you know, definitely owning those films are huge because You'll have them for life. You'll be able to sell them. And then you're, you'll continue to make new films. And those old films will still become passive income for you for life. So, for instance, I'm about, I just re-edited, I don't know, 1,200 clips from my um, old archive, my Clips for Sale archive, when I first, you know, kind of pioneered that whole POV. Yes. Yeah, I want to talk about that with you. Yeah. I'm about I love to those clips them. that you made back yeah, then. People F- love them. Fantastic. Totally. And I mean, you know, some a lot of it's still in SD, but I'm still getting these people that are like, please, you know, and there's an eighteen somebody that turns eighteen every day. So <laughs> right. they want to know, they want to know where the history of this came from. So I'm about to re release the whole archive again because i had taken it offline for a long time and because uh, people are asking for it so you know budding directors you'll have this for a life and the other thing is i you know i think it's important for them to have a direction like don't direct just everything don't just throw every shit that comes to your head to the wall think about what your vision is and stick with it especially with fetish products you know, I still believe, and I don't know, Glenn, you tell me, I still think there's an area, you know, I think fetishists are still willing to pay for quality fetish films despite the amount of free stuff out there. I really do. Oh, yeah. And maybe people aren't going to agree with me there, but I really feel that way. Well, assuming that you're making something that is unique and different every well, time. <laughs> well, that, yes. There's that. You, you, what you can't do, and I've seen people do this is they use the, the same couch or the same bed and the same right. position and they're just shooting right. the same thing over and over again. And then, and then people right. are like, well, I can kind of already get your other hundred clips on YouTube, right. on, uh, on Pornhub. Uh, and by the way, people right. you're listening to let's talk adult with, with Glenn King and Jim Williams and our guest, Matress Madeline was well, so Madeline, let's go back and talk about those clips. Cause they were so awesome. You were so yeah. ahead of your time back then. Um, doing stuff that was on the – it's too bad that we didn't have uh, VR cameras back then uh, you know, because you were so good at being interactive and doing stuff that was that was really talking to the, the viewer. So tell us the story about how that whole thing got started back then. Len, you're hitting some soft spots in me. <laughs> <laughs> the dominatrix getting soft. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny because – at the time, I had no clue that what I was doing was like, I mean, 
kind of revolutionary. And, and, and now I get loads of fan mail. I mean, on the daily saying this, that, like, me, I was the one that revolutionized and ushered in this, like, new form of femdom pornography. Glenn and I will be back with more of Let's Talk Adult right after these words. Hey, Glenn, why don't you tell us about our new sponsor? So, Jim, we have to talk about an important subject real quick here. Okay. All right, Jim, what is the most common email that we get or question that is asked by our listeners? How does spice up their sex life exactly how do you spice up your sex life it's so important to spice up your sex life because if you're having sex with the same person if you're being monogamous uh you're having sex with the same person every night for an extended period of time and you don't do anything to make it more interesting it's only human nature that it gets um a little bit repetitive and boring so what do you do you role play you add toys we got all sorts of ways to do it but the most important and best way jim Lingerie. Lingerie, exactly. Get your wife, get your woman, get your girl or your boy, um, your partner, some sexy lingerie to wear. And I am so excited to talk to you about our new sponsor, Jim, Sexy Lingerie Heaven. That's sexylingerieheaven.com. Um, they've got really incredible lingerie. I mean, you got to go look at their website. Have you looked at their website yet? Absolutely. It's killer. I'm telling you right now that there's – probably five or six things, right, that I can pick off there and definitely want to get for my wife for the holidays. Yeah, and what struck me about it when I went to their website was that not mm -hmm. only is the lingerie really sexy and erection-inducing, but it's it's very affordable. And then you say, okay, wait a minute, affordable garments, so where's that made, like, you know, in China or something? Am I going to be getting low-quality stuff? No, it's actually made in Turkey, so you're getting the high quality product, but still at the low uh, the low end pricing. So it's a deal. But then I know what you're thinking, Jim. It's going to take me forever to get it. Exactly. Wrong. Although it's made in Turkey, they have warehouses in the United States, so it only takes two to three business days to ship it to you. Um, and they have wow. worldwide clientele, so it really doesn't matter where in the world you are. You can get lingerie from sexy lingerie heaven so we have a deal just for our let's talk adult listeners and it's a good deal it's buy one item at the regular price and get a second item at 50 percent off so to get that deal you just need to use our promo code at checkout that's get 50 off so that's g-e-t five zero o-f-f and buy a hundred dollars worth of lingerie you get free shipping so that's always nice so there you go what's the website again jim it's sexy lingerie Heaven, which is sexyheadlingerieheaven.com. Telling you right now, it is a killer website. Very, very sexy. Um, and use that promo code, get 50 off. That's get 50 off, and you get 50% off. Not a bad deal. There you go. Go buy some lingerie. Okay, Glenn, my brother, one last time. That's buy one item at full price. Get the second item, 50% off, okay, by using the promo code. Get 50 off. That's get 50 off. Okay. All right. More with Let's Talk Adult and our special guest, Matress Madeline. <laughs> I was taking my skills as a webcam performer and applying them to my love of dominating men. And I recognized that, like, the connections I made in my private cam shows online 
and I, you know, I recognized that and I figured that I could capitalize on that by creating, you know, like slave training series, talking directly to the camera to these submissive men because that's really what they want. They want to connect. Yeah. That, you know, and that way when I wasn't available online in person, they could still get their quote unquote fix, so to speak, and we could still build on that interactive experience. And it just completely took off like, like wild, wildfire, you know, the more intimate interactive experience I built for them online, the more addicted they became and my success just kind of skyrocketed, you know? Okay. Two quick questions on that subject. What year was this we're talking about, number one? But number two, more importantly, you do have a magic in terms of connecting with people through the camera, and so many doms kind of fail to make that connection. Is there a, is there a, a method to that? Is there some is, – or is it just something you're born with? Well, first off, Glenn, I do have to ask a question with that because, you know, people say that to me. Often, you know, like you have this this connection. I'm like, well, maybe, you know, this thing. I mean, I'm still human. You know what I'm saying? I'm still human. So it it, it really must be some sort of natural thing that I have. But what is it that you see that makes me stand apart? I, I really, I have to ask this question. Um, I think this the interaction. Okay, so one of my theories is that submissives want to be taken charge of. They want to be taken control of. And this is something that doms fail to see in a lot of cases because just shoving your foot in the camera and saying, isn't this a beautiful foot, is not the same thing as as sort of uh, taking control of the person, reaching out through the camera, and whether it's with a look – or body language yeah. or actual yeah. verbal language. And I, you know, when yeah. I'm about to do a scene, I'm telling my models, I don't want you to stick your foot in the guy's face. What I want you to do is stick your foot out and then make him crawl to your foot and give him specifics. Yeah. I want you to crawl on the ground. I want you to rub your belly on the ground like a dog and wag your tail as you're crawling to it. And then I want you to sniff it and so on. And, and I, you know, I, don't, I don't know that if you're not, you're saying every one of those things, but you, you are commanding. Yeah. I think from the very beginning, and again, I mean, webcam was such a um I I just took to it right away I don't know why I always looked at the camera as if it was a person from the very beginning but I think ultimately what mind fucks these men the most and like it's a mutually beneficial like when I say I'm mind fucking them it doesn't mean I'm screwing them over it's mutually beneficial you know but what mind fucks them the most is like I can be this cruel evil sexy seductress but I'm also just the most sweet kind loving being and I dance this very like fine line between the two and it really fucks with their head because it's almost like, wow, I could, this maybe could be the girl next door to me, or I, she might laugh for one second in my head. I think she could be attainable, but oh no, here she is. She's the evil cool dominatrix, you know? And, and I, and I'm able to dance that fine line. And it's just always, I didn't realize I was doing it until some people started to recognize I was doing it. So it was very natural to me, you know? I mean, I have been into, like, domination and dominating men since 
you know, a long time <laughs> before I was doing porn, when I was first exploring my sexuality and things like that. And I, I mean, I was actually trying, I was asking men to tie me up and, hey, fuck me, tie me up, do this. And they were terrified. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to flip the, I'm going to have to flip this onto the other side, you know. So I think that anybody can stuff a foot in the face. I think anyone can be evil and cruel. And I think anyone can actually you know, inflict pain, but to really like dig into somebody's mind and, 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 you know, sink your claws into them and, and learn about like their heart and soul and what makes them tick. You really have to skate that fine line. And, and when people are yearning for interactive experiences, that's what they want. They don't just want, yeah. You want them to come back, and they want to come back. So just yelling it, them isn't enough. Yeah. You know what I'm it's, saying? Yeah, it sounds to me yeah. like you know, like in any particular entertainment form, right? Whether it's yeah. Meryl Streep or whomever, um, you're pretty much born with that. You either have that ability or you don't. I don't know that you could teach. I'm not specifically talking about you know your area, but I'm saying that in any uh, area be whatever it may be in the entertainment business or for that matter in politics, you, you've got to be able to own the room. And clearly that's what Glenn is talking about. That's what you all can do. Quick question for both of you, since I have the two experts here, what does make a good, (laughs) what makes a good femme dom scene? Glenn, what do you think? I want to hear your first. (laughs) (laughs) I want to put you on, I want to put you right there and tie you up and I want you to tell me everything. (laughs) <laughs> hey, if it helps you. Uh, although I would, I I learned by watching your scenes, but um, and I t- and I'll say that that's a good statement for me to make. I, I learned by watching your scenes because you do the one thing that I think is the most important thing about any femdom scene, and that is you got to get into the head of your your viewers out there. You know, let me explain something to you, Jim. I'm going to put this in layman's terms that everyone okay. in our audience can understand. Okay, well, <laughs> subspace. Subspace is this magical place that that our female domination submissives go. And it's a lot like if you go to the strip club, okay? You go to a strip club in Dallas, Texas, where I grew up and started going to strip clubs. And they're going to give you a bunch of alcohol. And you're sitting in there and this beautiful girl starts rubbing up against you and – she teases you and teases you and teases you and you're drinking and drinking and drinking until you are completely sort of gone and helpless and you'll do anything for her. And then she says, Hey, why don't you come on over to the champagne room with me? It's, you know, and you're like, Oh, okay. How much is the champagne room? And you know, it's like, <laughs> Oh, it's no big deal. You're going to buy a bottle of champagne for me. And then you're, you're, you Oh, okay. So you go on in there and the waitress tells you it's $300 for the bottle of champagne and you feel like a complete idiot. Big part of you feels like a complete idiot, but the other part of you is going like, "Oh my god, I'm helpless. I am just I'm out of control right now and I love the feeling." And that's the that's subspace and that's the difference between a regular femdom scene, which is, you know, let's be honest, that's 90% of what's being made these days is that you know, they just make something that shows a fetish and then there is those who are trying to show the transition of this person from having self-esteem and feelings and doing something into just having completely lost control of himself and be willing to do anything, 
no matter how life ruining it is for this beautiful mistress. And that's Mm -hmm. so great. You can get into so many different, that's when you can get into these fetishes. It changes it so much from there's ass worship. And then there's ass worship when you're doing it as a demeaning, degrading act to please your mistress. There's cuckolding where a guy can watch a girl have sex, uh, his, his girl have sex with another guy and clap and cheer. But then there's femdom cuckolding like, like Matress Madeline does here where the guy is finding the lowest point of his life where he's completely degraded and humiliated to the point where he, he hates himself and loves himself at the same time. That's the shortest answer I could say. Go ahead now, Madeline, you correct me. Um, Well, I just want you to know that I'm literally in my office and I'm, I'm, I'm pacing back and forth and I'm like holding my chest because I'm literally turned on by what we are saying. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I, I don't get to, you know, we're working so much. We're working, we're producing, we're doing all this so much. And it's so fucking glorious to talk about these things with people who get it. And I'm just so pleased. So, yes, everything you said is just like on point, Glenn. I'm so impressed. Oh. So impressed with I'm that. I'm blushing. I mean, yeah. Ooh, ooh, see, I'm like, have to like <laughs> calm down here. <laughs> Don't do this to me, Glenn. I might have to come over there and thank you. Let's do it. Come on over here. Let's do a project <laughs> together. I mean, come on. How? how you- I know. What are we waiting for? What the <laughs> hell? I'm ready. I'm totally ready. Um, no, I agree with everything that 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 Glenn is said. That was a completely on point. And like, just to add to what he is saying, you know. My goal uh, when making the films that I did, that I do, uh, is to, obviously, I want them to be beautiful. Like, I'm a filmmaker as well. I mean, for me, like, filmmaking and, and, like, aesthetic and beauty, and I have my own vision, and all of that is really, really important. And putting these women on this, like, beautiful pedestal, because that's what they are, and sort of, like, like molding the 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 thought of what femdom is into a visual is really important to me. But at the end of the day, the most important thing was like casting the right people because at the end of the day we are we are making movies so they're actors so there's this like fine line. Right. I am always trying to choose actors who have like one foot in that and one foot into um female domination so that when the movie and this beautiful piece comes out that people out there in middle America can completely relate to it. You know, and sex doesn't just have to be that you know, that sex is more than just P and the V. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? No, yeah, absolutely. Femdom sex is sex and these men come in there and we do these horrible things to these beautiful people and they go out and these men become better humans because of it and they know it and I think that they are exceptional compared to the like normal everyday man walking around. I really believe that, you know, that's what's so glorious about female supremacy. Yeah. Well, and that actually makes you very different is that you don't actually hate the subs. And, no. I, and I, you see it on Twitter. A lot of these these doms get so caught up in their character that they start to actually hate their customers, their clients, or their yeah, no. 
By the way, everyone, you're listening to Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams. Our guest is the one and only legendary Matress Madeline. So getting back to that then, Madeline, so casting is, yeah, I've, I've said that many times myself. It's, it's 90% of the job. Um, and my easiest days are when I just cast somebody who already knows what they're doing. I mean, shooting Aiden Star, it, I don't even need to show up. <laughs> just, yeah, really. But, I mean, you just like point the camera. Yeah. yeah, but you can't. I mean, I you can't. I can't just shoot the same ten performers over and over again. So I do a lot of work with newer performers, and I try to mm-hmm. transfer all of my knowledge to them about what I want to do in the scene. Because you can't. I can't direct them by telling them what to say every five seconds in the video. It becomes very yeah. unnatural. I've got to give them that information yeah. as much as I can before the scene. Um, so how do you do that, or do you shoot with new performers? I do. I do. I mean, a lot. I mean, obvi- let's just all be like frank here. Also, finding um, like professional submissive men are is very scarce. I'm, you know. What I mean? Yes. <laughs> I use the same five guys over and over and over again. I never try to bring. I know. Hey, it's frightening. It's you terrifying. Know what? Call me. Call me if you find somebody. I've been probably using the same five guys too. You know, yeah. but I, I, I am at times and it has backfired or it has been successful where I have taken a chance and, and I've, you know, it, it's, it's sort of, um, I don't know, it's kind of a gut feeling, you know what I mean? When I talk to these guys to see if um, they'd be capable of, you know, actually emoting on film what I need them to do. <laughs> what I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, obviously, my best films are when they're paired with the right actors. And I did my due diligence during pre-production. And I created the best, like, fucking best damn atmosphere for them to do what they do best. And then when I yell action, I let it fucking go. And I rest easy knowing that, like, I did the best that I could to create this killer film and trust myself enough to like let it go and understand that the project is now bigger than me and it will go where it will go. And when you can hit that, you can hit, you know, pornographic gold really. But obviously it's important to be like as a director. I mean, if that's the question you're asking, asking me, it's important to be an excellent collaborator. And, you know, obviously, I mean, for me having extensive knowledge of like the entire filmmaking process from the technical to the creativity really helps me spread my wings. It allows me to take chances on set and break filmmaking rules and inspire. And I mean, at the at the end of the day, the biggest job as a director is, I think, guiding your team from start to finish and inspiring them from your PA to your gaffer and then to your top star. And I mean, I I sit down and I have long conversations with them before. Like, if, if my sets aren't, you know, if you're going to be on set with me that day we're going to create something beautiful and it's not you're going to show up and we're going to wham bam we're going to thank you ma'am this you know we're, we're going to talk about what I have my vision is and then how do you interpret that and then think about um, anything that's happened in, in their lives that could possibly get them into that space to be able to protect project that sort of um, energy you know Okay, so, so have, for example, have, so Chanel, Chanel Preston um, is somebody yeah. that 
you probably shot for a dom scene before anybody else. And, and, you know, when I shot her, I could tell. I was like, oh, this is so easy to shoot her. She's got the the mental side of this down. Wonderful. Yeah. But you took a chance on her first. Maybe Spiegler called you and said, hey, I've got somebody that's perfect for you, or I don't know. But what did you say to her? How did you get her, you know, (laughs) (laughs) how did you get her on the right path? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Spiegler. I just, I I just, um, you know, I mean, Chanel obviously is stunning and smart and uh, obviously is able to carry herself um, on set and be incredible. But what I find is that um, sometimes, you know, so these women, you know, for instance, like Chanel are used to being on vanilla sets in Los Angeles and they're in a very different position. So when I sit them down and I present to them what I expect on set and, you know, give them a brief history of femdom, but then let them know like this, everything that you have done before in this porn industry, I want you to let go and completely forget about it. (laughs) If you have any sort of built up, you know, I asked them, do you have any built up emotions? Do you have any built up um, fears? Do you have any built up aggression? What what are you feeling right now? And, you know, they'll tell me and I'll say, I want you to use that in this scene so we can create something different. This is not, you know, mainstream vanilla porn. And usually when I tell them that, they are so thrilled and so excited to be doing something different that they just let go. And it's really exciting, you know. They're not used to being in those like positions, and then all of a sudden, a femdom is born. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like to think that I've actually spawned more doms than anyone else in the business because I take so, a chance. I, I believe it. Yeah, I shoot a lot of girls that have really only done regular porn, and then every once in a while, I'll go to a party and I'll point to to I'll tell the person next to me there are. 15 doms in this room, 15 women who have done professional dom sessions that all did their first scene with me. Yeah. Um, But all right. So Jim has given me the, Hey, we're running out of time (laughs) thing. And I've got more questions. Jim, what go ahead. Ask her your question. Well, one of the things that Glenn had told me about, which I was very excited about was you're heavily into activism and you have many causes and since we also, I also do a political podcast. Uh, I really okay. want to hear about what you're into. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> so little time in this podcast to get to everything. Yeah. We got an hour to talk about sex worker advocacy. I mean, we, we would love to have an hour to talk about. We only got a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can give you a brief, a, a briefing. So, um... well, remember, we have a, a big vote coming up on Tuesday. So let's let's sure. push yeah, on and this things. This podcast is going to come out on Friday. So right. nice. um, yeah. great, awesome, wonderful. Yeah. So we so... want you to we want you to hit on the points that uh, <laughs> people go into the polls. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So. Um... I've been doing activism. I mean, I started doing activism once, you know, some of the condom bills, like that's when we really first started mm-hmm. doing it was when the condom bills were coming in through um, uh, the adult industry. But uh, as of late, I started a collective here in Las Vegas with a group of sex workers who 
uh, work in all sectors of the industry, you know, strippers, porn stars, escorts, um, uh, you know, massage workers, phone sex operators, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're called the Las Vegas Sex Worker Collective, and you can follow us on Twitter at LVSWC. And really what we've most, like, like what's been, I don't know how much your listeners know, but um, the biggest thing that's happened lately was a bill um, called SESA-FOSA was just signed by our um, president, President Trump, basically called the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. And... Um, it is a bill that unfortunately, you know, as civilians, you look at these bills and it seems reasonable, but if you look into it further, you realize what a mess it is and how many lives are at stake. And basically it's a bill that's disguised to stop human trafficking, but really all it's done is put sex workers um, I'm talking consensual sex workers at greater risk. And unfortunately, the, mo the people who are um, impacted the most are the marginalized workers, which are the black trans transgender street-based workers and who have been hit the hardest. You know, people are dying because once this, you know, th th this bill passed, which basically says that it's taken away all of the online um, advertising platforms that sex workers would use in order to get work, which also creates a layer of protection for them. And that's what's most important is that sex workers have layers of protection in front of them to be able to screen their clients and not be forced into the street. But because Testa FOSTA is directly attacking these online platforms and removing them, people are dying because pimps do not care if you don't have an advertising platform anymore, they put you back on the streets. And the rise in deaths and rapes and even suicide have been recognized and are actually happening, but there is, since this has passed, there's been no actual trafficking but right. found. Right, right. Now, people need to understand that this is something that they sort of pretended was to stop child sex trafficking. Right. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with it no. in, in reality. And the fact is that sex work is never going to go away. It's been around in, since right. biblical times. And all right. they've done is move it from somewhere that you know was a relatively safe to something that's horribly unsafe because they can't advertise anymore. So now they have to mm -hmm. just basically – um, walk the streets. I, I mean, that's. I mean, that's sort of a. Yeah. Um, well, since I mean, since yeah, since Vice President Pence has banned me from Twitter anyway. Um, and, are you and blocked on Vice? I'm President? blocked. Wait, yes, I'm blocked. I'm blocked by Vice President Pence and by. Uh, oh my God! Director. Congratulations. By by the uh, by Attorney General Sessions. Um, because <laughs> basically the two of them are taking their religious beliefs and and basically taking away transgender rights as quickly as possible as well as uh you know really attacking the lbgt 
plus community and women in general. It's not a it's not a very happy group of people over there. They're using the Bibles yeah. to uh, to push you know their agenda. Not a good plan. Yeah, I mean, sex workers need sex workers need need tools and resources to, in order to build layers of protection. I mean, and it's like Glenn said, sex work is not going away. So just like pushing this under the rug and, and, and trying to get rid of us in the guise of these bills that are just, you know, killing people is not right. And that's why full decriminalization is key. We deserve civil rights and most of all, we deserve worker protection like any other job and that's what like full decriminalization will do so civilians need to get involved and speak up and re you know i know we have an election coming up and um you know <laughs> there's a lot of things that are fucked up in this uh country right now but i i i mean i encourage you to like really get involved and read about you know about these politicians who you're voting for and what they, they stand behind. I mean, no, it's different in every state, but people are dying. And in, in, in these bills come up and, and people vote for these things, but they don't realize the, the detrimental effects that are actually happening because they're just disguised as something else. And you need to really look into them further. And also the porn industry. I mean, I feel like sometimes the porn industry, ha you know, hasn't really, I mean, some have like, you know, a lot of people talk about fossil sesta, but they're like, ah, you know, that really doesn't touch on me. I'm not a, I'm not, you know, uh, an escort or I'm not this, but well, you know, once they've come for, for, for those types of sex workers in that sector of the community, well, they're going to come for the porn industry's freedoms and the freedom of speech next. So everyone needs to be active and get involved. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I so want to ask you about transgendered and this whole thing where they want to redefine what a transgendered is, but we're not going to have enough yeah. time. So yes. you can, add, you can ask a quick one, Glenn. Go ahead. You can ask a quick one. Go ahead. Can, well, because I have one more really important question I want to okay. ask. Okay, you go all right, ahead. So I'm going to ask two questions then and, and let mm -hmm. you come up with some relatively quick answers. Okay, sure, so sure, sure. first is that issue where the government, it was kind of leaked last week that they want to redefine what a transgendered is. And the, those who are in the transgendered community immediately said, you know, you're killing us here. Please don't do this to us. And maybe you can help us understand why that would be so horrible. Also, though, the, the, I get this question so often, and it's really a question for you. What advice would you give to subs, you know, to, to the guys out there who want to be dominated? They want to go find the perfect dom for themselves, but have no clue where to start. How do they, how do they find and serve a dom and do the right things to get what they're looking for? So two completely unrelated questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should take the second but, one first and the, the, the first one last. We'll do it that way. Which one do you want me to answer the take, sub Take the second first? one first, if you don't right, mind. Take the sub question about how, take how the it's sub question the first, and then we'll go to the transgender one. Sure. Well, um, are you asking like a sub, like a, like who, who actually wants like the, uh, 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 um, 
an in-person sort of thing? Are we are we talking about civilians? Are we what are we talking about? There's so many. Yeah, no, I, this know? is something I get these emails constantly. These guys are saying, "Hey, I want to find a mistress to dominate me," and I I don't know yeah. whether they're talking about online or in person, but I yeah, guess yeah, they're, yeah. they're probably okay. the same thing in some ways. Sure. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Um, I well, first off. <laughs> Do you want to know the funny thing is that I've dominated a lot of men in my life, um, you know, in many different um, private and professionally, right? And I think there is a lot of men out there who believe that they want to be submissive and they want to live this lifestyle. And they have this idea and this vision in their head, but they don't actually understand what that means to commit to it. So they end up coming to that session, whatever it may be, and um, they're chopping from below, you know. So if you want to entice your favorite mistress, somebody you've been following for a long time, somebody that's caught your eye, then I suggest that you dig deep down into yourself and you actually think about what true devotion and true loyalty means to you. And if that aligns with her, you'll be a success. Otherwise, it was not meant to be. But align, you know, think about what true devotion or true loyalty means to you. Say it in a very short and concise and clean, <laughs> clear way. Don't overwhelm her, and maybe you'll be lucky enough and she'll respond to you. Because you have to understand, women like us get oodles and oodles and oodles and oodles of, like, suggestions, you know. But... Be creative and really think about what true devotion and true loyalty means to do means to you. And you know, if what she sees as true devotion and true loyalty, if it matches, you know, your your you guys are vibing on the same level. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know. I mean, I'll tell you the biggest problem that these guys have anyway is that they've already mapped out in their head what they want for their fantasy, but they don't communicate it to the dom. Yeah. And like you said, if yeah. you're not on the same vibe, then there's nothing, yeah. your dom is not psychic in most cases. And if you're into astrologship and you don't do something to, you know, express to your dom and they'll say, but, but I was afraid that she was going to say, Oh, I don't do that. You freak. And it's like, no. then that's okay. Whatever. It's however totally she says right. it, the important thing is that you don't get hooked up with a dom who is is thinking that you're into forced buy when you're into something completely different. And yeah, so, communication so communication is, is important and making sure that you're on the right. It's the same vibe. Absolutely. As with any relationship, don't be scared. Open up, speak up. It's okay. If you lose her, you lose her. I mean, then it wasn't meant to be. Exactly. <laughs> and right, now so, on to yeah. Jan's transgender. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I uh, have many, many transgender friends, close friends, people who are near and dear to me. Um, I don't necessarily think I'm the best representative to, you know, explain what the transgender community is going through right now. You know, I think that 
any one of my friends would be incredibly stoked to be on here and talk about, you know, their daily lives and, and, and their experiences and what they've gone through. But as an ally, um, I can speak from that experience. You know, I think that it is fucking insane that the, the, the thought of erasing, like, you know, that our current administration even thinks that they could erase um, transgender people from um, the world is absurd because transgender people have been around forever. Yeah. However, it is important, obviously, that, I mean, and it's like sex workers' rights, it's important that these marginalized people have civil rights, have freedom, you know, have the right to healthcare and all of these things, and also just to be recognized as exactly what they are. You know, the 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 sex that you were born with has absolutely, and I believe this 100%, nothing to do with your gender. And I will fight until my dying day to support my friends. I see it. I know it. I feel it. I, you know, I, I just, I think it's important to be a good ally and understand why, why this is important and, and, and how this is going to affect so many people in this world and in so many ways, as far as like relationships and loving and healthcare and, you know, ha their children. And it's just, absurd how you know we had taken a step forward and that this current administration is trying to like pull that back but we'll continue to fight you know we will and I think it's important to as an ally as a cis person to read more about the movement and it's not even a movement it's just a way of life it's just people and understand why people are just people and they need to just be able to live like fucking people. Special thanks to our special guest, Matress Madeline. And Jim, I just want to take a moment to remind you once again about our great new sponsor, SexyLingerieHeaven.com. You want to spice up your sex life. I want to spice up my sex life. Our listeners want to spice up their sex lives. And now we have a deal for them, a way for them to do it. It's buy one item at the regular price and get a second item at 50% off just using our promo code at the checkout. That's get50off, G-E-T-5-0-O-F-F. Five zero o -F -F. Plus, if you buy $100 worth of lingerie, then shipping is free. So go on, everybody, to that website, sexylingerieheaven.com, and get our deal 50% off of the second item. All right. Now, moving on to other issues, and that would be. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, we make it simple, Glenn. We do. All you have to do is go to the iTunes store. Why? Because we are proud to be part of the Apple Podcast family. You can go to Google Play. You can go to Stitcher, Spreaker. You can go to, of course, Spotify, YouTube. Look, there's many places you can get the podcast. All you have to do is search. Let's Talk Adult. That's Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams. And go out and hit either the favorite button 
or the subscribe button. And each week you'll get a brand new edition of the podcast sent directly to your phone. Okay. Simple as that. Please do it. Also, if you have any questions, that's right. Any questions or comments or suggestions, um, we've got an email address. All right. It's going to be in the show box, but just in case, you can get us at Let's Talk Adult. That's Let's Talk Adult at gmail.com. Okay. So write that down. Let's Talk Adult at gmail.com and send us your questions, your comments, or your suggestions, or all three, whatever you want to send us. Okay. All righty. Glenn, it is time, my friend, for you to lay a little wisdom upon us, if you would be so kind. I will close out with a quote, as always here. This one is from a man, and I'll probably butcher his name, Tapon Ghosh, who wrote a book called Faceless, The Only Way Out, who's hold, who said, banning something is the easiest way to make it desirable. You get what I'm saying? So prostitution, which was banned, um, and, and now they claim they're doing things like SESTA and FOSTA to help those victims who who suddenly are are becoming prostitutes, uh, if you really want to, if you really consider prostitution to be something that is where the prostitutes are victims and you want to help them, then legalize prostitution because that is the only way to make it safe and regulated and out in the open where we can protect people. So think about that, people. And you know what? I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm just saying when you go vote, um, vote with your heart. Try to be a good person and do something to, to impact the world in a way that you will be proud of when you think back 10, 20 years from now. So there you go. That's as serious as I get in these things, Jim. Hey, that's it for all of us here at Let's Talk Adult. I'm Jim Williams with my partner in crime, Glenn King, saying until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful week. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.